What up, what up, what up? What's happening, good people? Welcome to this Relationship Friday, a.k.a. whenever you are watching it, edition of Herb and Two, alongside Tucson Werner. My name is Herb Howard. A couple times a week we are here hanging out with y'all, talking about issues that currently impact the black community. We talk about how those issues impact us as individuals and also how they impact us as a collective and along with your help. We talk through these issues in hopes of finding the optimum solutions for how we can overcome said issues. Again, we want to overcome them individually, but perhaps more importantly, at least for the sake of this conversation, overcome them as a collective. Thank y'all so very, very much for choosing to tune into this conversation. Feel free to leave your thoughts, your opinions, your comments. They are valued. They are certainly appreciated. We would kindly request that you please just take a quick second to share the broadcast, share it on your personal page, share it within your personal network with anyone that you think would find value in or add value to this particular conversation, for it is our sincere belief that the more like-minded individuals we can get to be a part of this conversation, the better the opportunity we actually have of reaching those aforementioned solutions. So please, 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 if you would be so kind, take a quick second to share the broadcast. James Moore, what up? Mama, what's good? Again, this is Herb and Two. It is intellectual thuggery at its absolute finest. My name is Herb. His name is Two. Two. What's happening, good brothers? What's up, family? Blessing, highly favored, man. Doing some uh, last minute fake Christmas shopping while we talk. Okay. I love that for you, man. I um, I got away from Christmas shopping in 2015. This I ain't really Christmas shopping. My son is like third finger of Jack. Just let me know Jack is coming. Okay. He'll get a coach. Listen, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and and I I know I am in as as Americans, I am in the extreme minority of people who do not, you know, partake in the tradition of of gift buying and gift giving and gift receiving. E, you neither. Good. Uh, I mean, I don't good if that's how you want to be for sure. I I just around 2015, I just became kind of jaded with the process and irritated and then I remember being at the uh, Million Man March 20th anniversary one and being in D.C. and like my whole perspective just changed on a lot of shit that, that, that weekend. It was just like, man, I got this shit. I'm, I'm doing this shit all ass backwards. I'm in full speed pursuit of this American dream that is largely built to bring about our demise in a lot of different ways even when we think it's benefit enough. Even when we think we winning this game, it's still fucking losing. And I'm like, if I just stop doing it, um, um, myself, my wife at the time, um, we had this conversation with our families, and they're like, yo, what y'all mean? Like, that's what we've been doing forever. Because my mom was like, what the fuck you mean? You grew up on Christmas. Like, Christmas is the shit. And I'm like, I know. I, I still like Christmas. I got a tree up in my crib right now. I, I still like Christmas. I like the 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 festive nature of it. I like the family time, I like the food, I like the lights, the colors. I can even get with the snow, you know, a little bit. And this snowstorm we got coming this weekend, notwithstanding. But um, just in terms of, you know, how we just put, put so much on, okay, well, what did I get for this person? And what did this person give me? Um, I had to explain that recently um, to a partner that was like, yo, I want to get Christmas gifts. And I was like, yeah, not for me, though. And um, I don't know. She didn't understand it too much. She's like, you a Scrooge. (laughs) 
you a Scrooge, and why don't you want to do that? I'm like, no, nah, I fuck with Christmas. I just don't fuck with this capitalistic way about how we do it. Like, yo, I just I don't want to partake in it. He's like, okay, you don't have to give me that. Let me, just, let me get you something. I'm like, no, nah, it's not about me not wanting to spend no fucking money. I jag money on dumb shit, whatever. I don't like it. I don't I don't subscribe to that belief, so I just I don't want to be a part of it, not on either end. So, like, you buying me something that's still forcing me to be a part of the dumb shit. Yeah, then it'd be In my wild. opinion. It'd be wild, like, to think. I think about people don't be getting their gifts until, like, three months later. You stressed out, spending your last, at the last minute, trying to get gifts for everybody. I don't like it. Yeah, it's not my thing. I, 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 don't, I don't partake. I have not partaken. This would be the seventh year that I have not um, partake. Seventh or eighth year that I haven't partaken in that tradition of Christmas of just bye, 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 receive, receive, receive. Like, I love you. We can chop it up. We can spend time. We can do I – might, I might get kids some books or some money or some shit, but, like, I don't know. I, nah, that ain't really my thing. Evo, you getting out of something, though? No, so what we did um, prior to when COVID started and everything, um, we travel. So we started the tradition of – going somewhere warm so we went to like um like puerto rico miami even i like that puerto Vallarta. like i started taking her places so when she was like nine i want to say she's 15 now maybe eight or nine sh- i set her down and told her like this is about to be the last kind of traditional christmas mm-hmm. where i'm buying you gifts and she's been rocking with it ever since so we would be usually wake up on christmas somewhere else yeah that's dope as hell man with it. Yeah, I was gonna say it's harder to do that shit when you got children, like that, especially my motherfucking capitalistic ass shit. But <laughs> typically, you buy like the thing. The way that I was thinking about it, and I was finding myself like super duper stressed around Christmas time. But my daughter, like I buy her everything she needs throughout the year anyway, and most everything she wants. So like now, you coming and telling me what you want for Christmas, like that defeats the whole purpose. Like greed don't stop though, Jubal. I think it's stupid. Greed don't agree. Stop. It's greed. Yeah, greed yeah. don't stop. It's greed, it's excessiveness, and it just feeds these corporations and they, uh, they go they they do so much to ensure it. And I just, I just I'm not knocking it. I know it's the American tradition. I'm not saying nobody doing nothing wrong or nothing I don't want to be a part of it, and so I just dropped out of it. I agree with all. I, I mean, I, I fully grasped all of the concepts, right? I think it's interesting, though, to hear Efo's perspective. And I, I specifically ask because you got, you know, children. Uh, but it's also interesting as I reflect on how powerless I am in my own fucking house, right? Like, at the end of the day, man, what's the what's the what's the fair kind of shit? If your woman is slave, she gonna make you a slave. You know what I mean? Like, that's a counter. It's a fight I've been having. It ain't just Christmas. It's a, it's across the board with a whole bunch of shit, right? I always, always got to have a, I always got to let us fail first. And then I'll have a corrective action plan right. the next year around. You know <laughs> what I mean? But I, I saw this failure coming. 300 mil headed. Now you understand us. Right? We got to hit the <laughs> iceberg every motherfucking time first. You know what I mean? Shit is irritating, son. No, I get it. I get it for sure. And, you know, it is what it is. But if, if to, to, to get your children, you know, on that early to say, hey, you want to go experience something, see something, or you want another motherfucking dollhouse or some more shoes or another game system or, like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, Puerto Vallarta. I've been wanting to go to Puerto Vallarta since senior year in high school. That was one. That wasn't, like, the senior trip. Wasn't, like, one of the things we could go do on, like, spring, not sp- senior trip, like, spring break. Mm-hmm. Like, spring break in, like, Puerto Vallarta in, like, 04. And I was like, damn, I kind of want to go. I yeah, didn't go. Spring break trip for high school students? 
there was just a spring break trip. Like, there was just things, these spring break trips. And I, I came across, like, a, one of the pamphlets. I don't know if they was in school or whatever. It wasn't like it was, a, like, a Whitney Young sponsored or sanctioned uh, thing. There was just a spring break uh, thing, that, and that year happened to be in Puerto Vallarta. I feel like, I feel like you just do it in, in a different place every time. <laughs> what? I think you have a concern. I'm never like that. Speaking of high school, uh, to the far left, brother over there, um, great friend of mine, twenty plus years in. We went to high school together. Damn uh, I know, man. I know, man. Uh, twenty plus years in. Went to high school together. A, a, a fellow Whitney Young Dolphin, brilliant brother. Lots of things going on. Also, uh, very articulate. A fellow host and MC. Uh, catch me around hosting the MC and a lot of the flash shit that you would come across, but also just a very, very um, independent thinking person in terms of relationships. And so on this uh, relationship Friday edition of Herb and Two, where we always come together and seek to talk about relationships from different perspectives, um, it is our belief um, here on the Herb and Two podcast that everything that we seek to do in terms of a community, be it economics, education, agriculture, business, whatever it may be, all of those things have to be built on a solid foundation of good relationships throughout our community. Those are romantic, spousal, but they're also parental, sibling, business partners, what neighbors, all these different relationships that our, communi- our communities are built upon have to be in place. And so uh, we always set aside one of our shows to talk about relationships. And my brother, uh, Jamel F. over there has great, great uh, – perspective, uh, unique perspective on, on relationships. And I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to talk about that, uh, talk about that with him and so many other things, man. Jamel, what's going on, my brother? What's up? What's up? What's up? Ain't nothing to it, man. Appreciate you taking Thanks the so time. Thanks so much for y'all having me. Herbin too. This is the uh, future episode or or future or light pink. It's definitely the pink. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the pink for, album. For the here. folks who, uh, who are watching us, we're all in great shades of, uh, a pink right now. It's not as coral, <laughs> mauve. <laughs> we out here. Now this shit pink, pink. <laughs> <laughs> two did have on mauve on the last show, didn't he? Two, two is his. Two feeling very pinky this week. I'm very secure in my masculinity. As you should be. I salute that. I rock pink all the time. You know what I'm saying? I got on my pink shoes. Male F got on his pink shoes. Yeah, see, I don't give a fuck about oh, anything. Nobody else. Yeah. I wear the pink. It's all good. Why not? Why not? Um, this is I like to do bullshit sometimes. I'm secure in my masculinity, but I do not like matching with niggas, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't plan this, It's a very too. different thing. We, <laughs> I did, we didn't plan it. You met me today. I'm and with him. <laughs> none, none of this was Great planned. Great American trip-ass look. Everybody no. who watches this show knows full well how often we m- match completely accidentally. Like, just sometimes we'd be head to toe match. You'd be like, the whole thing, like. It'd be, it be bad, but... You know, I you think it's just a it. Chicago thing, maybe. I, we, we, we like to say our periods have synced up. I don't like to say that either. I don't... You <laughs> so know, you say I, it all I the time. I said it, but I don't like to say it. I stopped saying it. I, <laughs> once you admit it's been figured, I stopped saying a whole lot of shit. I just... Women, women always say men have periods. <laughs> it's the truth. I don't have a period. Uh, I hate this nigga. Uh, so I don't disagree when you talk about um, men having periods. I heard, I heard Jamel F. say he don't have no periods. Which clearly he does not. I d- well, I won't say clearly. I've been around Jake long enough. I'm starting to be introduced to new things. I don't know who has a period, <laughs> and who doesn't. Um, 
Y'all would have to be in the <laughs> Y'all would have to be oh, behind the scenes to know yeah. where that came from. But anyway, um, I will say this though. Um, I do think that for people who are in long term relationships, specifically if they like live in the same household, I think dudes do have a period. And it is the week right after their woman partner has her period. Like right after y'all get off, I'm on. I, I'm on, Joe. Because I how, how you qualify that? Huh? Where do you? I mean, where I'll you, tell where you. you. Come from. I live. I live with. I live with the same woman for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Right. Right after her period is my period, because I have been dealing with your shit for a fucking week oh, for that. no fucking reason. I'm trying to pacify you. I'm trying to coddle you. I'm trying to walk on eggshells to make sure you're okay. So and you period. got a mad at you got an attitude for no fucking reason. So right by the time that you coming off your motherfucking attitude, I'm irritated than a bitch. So your period is a response to her period. Yes. It's just a level of irritation. I'm irritated than a motherfucker. Oh, did I'm on a shit 17 year period. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this nigga done ran through so many pads. He done ran through so many pads, it's unbelievable. Hey, I'll be bleeding out. <laughs> Don't need a blood transfusion. Oh, man, I'm dying right now. You can see it. <laughs> Two not really light skin. <laughs> no one even said that all this time. <laughs> Should have met me earlier. <laughs> Y'all. Two used to crazy. be dark skin. Then all his blood got your. <laughs> I'm a fucking walking corpse. God damn, man. Ah, uh, but no, seriously, man. You spend that next week like edit that out. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> You spend that next week trying to get back to your own self, like you done got on my fucking nerve for a week. Now I'm irritated. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, baby. I know I'm tripping last week. No, I need at least three more days. Get the fuck off me. <laughs> this is bullshit. I don't know. It's crazy. Jamel, you got a lot of things going on, man. Jamel is also <laughs> host of IDK Podcast. Tell us about That's IDK. That's right, man. man. Yo, so so IDK, wherever you find your podcast, it's a it's a personal journey just about self-love and healing after loss so it was about you know i had some deaths and a a really big breakup and it was like how did i get myself freed up so that's what it's about so you want to hear just a story about you know a black man going through like real struggles mentally and how he got through those those mental health journeys um and how you talk about healing because i don't think black men we talk about how to heal ever that's real you know and so I kind of go through that that process over that year. So, and season two is coming out uh, next year. So be on the lookout for that. Jimmy, how do black men heal? Well, one for me, it was a lot of therapy. You know, so I had I'm to. I'm already anti this healing process. Oh yeah, <laughs> for me it was therapy, man. Like therapy changed my life. I've been in therapy for probably well for five years now, consistently. Um, and in that process, I had to really realize what was going on with me. You know, and a lot, I think in that relationship and uh, what was happening with me, like in that breakdown, was this really sense of not loving myself. Mm. And then, and then when you realize that, it's like, okay, well, damn, how do you love yourself? And what's that process? You know, and so in the podcast, I kind of go through the, what that looks like, what that looked like for me. So I fuck with that answer, and I think there's a conversation we all can have up here, right? But I think that the second question, like, that you got from the therapist, obviously, mm-hmm. is how do you love yourself? Right, and then for you to put out the 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 purview that black men rarely get this opportunity to heal, that's a a serious question. Like, how do you learn to love yourself when you are legitimately at the bottom of the social totem pole? Yeah, man, it start. I mean, it's, I think for me, it started with um figuring out who the hell you are. 
and then start doing things that was going to make you happy. Um, and then also realizing that like life is, is, is just experience, uh, a, a, se- a sequence of experiences meant to teach you deeper about yourself. So I'm forever learning how to love myself. It's a constant journey. And I think that's what we, that's what life is about. Will be about is figuring out how to do that and up loving, up loving yourself to be the next version of who you're going to be. Mm. I fuck with that. It, it's interesting. That you, you know, I, I was speaking a little bit before the cameras came on. When I was asking you, like, to break down IDK to me a little bit, and you broke down that, you know, you had suffered so, a little, some loss, mm-hmm. uh, death, you know, loss yep. to death, and then a loss to a, a breakup with a girl. I wouldn't even consider that a loss, but I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, I, I get to, I, I, I fully grasp that, that healing through death thing. Yeah. Right? Finding purpose or finding self through death thing. I've had that personal experience. Uh but for me, it was interesting in the sense that it was reflective of probably shit that was probably, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Buried. Mm. Probably buried in my psyche mm. from from very young. It's interesting. I had a conversation with a partner of mine not so long ago who's dealing with some health issues. And he's, uh like, serious health issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, God willing, he's going to make it, but that ain't, you know, the, the odds ain't really in his favor. Mm. And, uh He's been taking uh, mushrooms, mm-hmm. right? On some psychedelic healing process. Sure, you try yeah. anything when when this when you up against it, right? And he was telling me about one of the trips he went on. Man, he was like, man, too. He was like, man, this shit took me beyond the womb. You mean a mental trip? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was like, this shit took me beyond the womb. And this is this is him speaking. Sure. But he was like, man, I had experiences before I reached the planet. And it explains so much about my journey on the planet. And I thought that shit was so dope that I was like, man, I got to try this shroom shit. You know what I'm saying? You like, should definitely try oh, shrooms. You tried shrooms before? I, oh, I, I live I, in California I, I, now. I, did. I, did. I, 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 I definitely try shrooms. I have some on me if you guys ever want to do not that. Not now. I'm not ready now. You're a little bit aggressive. I'm trying. I'm, I'm, <laughs> hey, 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 I got to work my way out. Hey, hey, only on Patreon. Only on Patreon. Mail come in hot. But, so, man, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me say this to you about two. And I, I, before you finish the, 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 your story, but two, don't do shit, right? Oh, okay. He don't drink. He don't smoke. He took a shot with me live on the air one time and went to sleep in the middle of the show on my black ass. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, so wow. shrooms is a little aggressive. You know, I gotta <laughs> got be, it. Gotta got be it. a very okay. safe space. Okay. Okay. So I'm trying to be for So not in front of the cameras. <laughs> No nigga in front of my family. None of you niggas. I'm just safe space. I don't know you niggas. (laughs) The fuck? Um, But to your experience, though, to your partner's experience, I think a lot even what I went through is is filling that space of like, you know, I got that even through meditation was a a big part of what you'll learn about in IDK. Um, But that can also happen on, on trips with shrooms. I mean, in California, they're just about to pass um, a law where they're gonna decriminalize it. Um, True. Yeah, in okay. California. Um, so, and they're right now going through these like trials to see like how, because they think it's some real like medicinal value to to like e- helping people, like with especially with like anxiety, depression. Um, yeah, the white man's figured out how to profit. That's all. Yeah, f- pretty much. That's pretty all. much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we was said. the blueprint. Nigga, cocaine was the blueprint. It no, was they, in Coca-Cola. Trust me. When okay. the white man realizes okay. I can profit off this and sell it, I'm going to profit yeah, and sell it. Yeah, they had to take it out, and then it took him a while to figure out how to get back. Because other people learned how to grow cocaine. 
Only I get profit. That's all it is. That's Chris Rock. That's all it, it said, is. If America produced the best cocaine. If I can tax you for it, you can do it. <laughs> Give a fuck. Give a fuck. Okay. Um, we talked about white women. ID. <laughs> white women. White women. Perhaps we talked about white women on Patreon. However, <laughs> getting back to the show, uh, we talked about IDK, healing, mental health, after loss. Uh, we want to get into a topic today about after a breakup, right? So after you go through a breakup, um, presumably of some significant relationship, but maybe not, you know what I mean? Who's to say what, what causes the most pain? Um, but after a breakup, um, what's normally the state of mind, right? Just generally speaking. And um, two, I'm going to skip past you because Good job. you, <laughs> like, you, you, you got your wife and then you got a, just a bunch of chicks you kind of almost knew a little bit. It'd be funny. Yeah, a- not even a bunch, three. Yeah, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like mm. your level of give a fuck was just, just not there. Mel. Yo. The state of being after a breakup. And for me, this probably ain't, this probably ain't cool for me to say. Say it. Well, no, you don't say, say it. it. You got to say, say it now. I, don't say it. I've only really experienced one. Yeah. So just Jamal, who are we talking to? Just one real breakup? Yeah. I've only been in like two relationships, like long term relationships in my whole life. I would say, I would say for me, one is our three. homie. Yeah. And that was, even that was kind of short, relatively speaking, like as an adult. Like when I was a shorty, it seemed like, like this was so intense and so raw and yada, yada, yada. But as an adult, it's like that shit was like 18 months. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but either way, my point is, I don't have a whole lot of experience with these breakups, but I do have one significant experience with it. But what's been your experience with that? I mean, it. it I have a whole podcast on it, but <laughs> I, come on, I, come I, on. Outside of that, you know, I think with uh, a lot of I don't know. So, especially men, you know, uh, a lot of black men in particular, we we go through a breakup, especially of one of significance as an adult. It's, uh, I think it's honestly kind of uh, shaking in certain in certain respects, mm. because especially if it was something where like uh, this was a marriage that's ending, or a serious like r- girlfriend or relationship that's ending, and then you're left trying to pick up the pieces like what's left with your being, you sure, know. Sure. And so, you know, in that, a lot of guys go into like, well, shit, I'm just about to be a hoe, you know, for you know x amount of time. And then you find out that's trash. Too. And then yeah, you do find out that's trash. Like you, you go do that, and it, it make you feel good temporarily. And then you realize that shit. I'm actually still empty. Like and temporarily, like thirty minutes temporarily. Uh, about maybe even seven minutes after it's done. Like post <laughs> post nut, you'd be like, mm. so you can get the like, fuck. You can you get can the get the, fuck get out. the f- out, please now. I don't want to have a conversation with you. I don't want to watch TV with you. I don't, I don't want, want you to. Be I don't want to have a post nut meal with you. Like you should leave like immediately. One hundred percent, and so and you know then you got to figure out what 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 it is that you learned out of the relationship. Something I I, I put in. So as a pod. single man, I go to their house. Okay. See, I don't. Yeah, I. I as like a single kid. man, I just as a single man, I just take my I just take my pistol and go to their house. 
I don't like to be in other people's spaces. It don't make me safe. I'm not going like, to be here long. I, I I'd rather you to come to my house and I kick you out. Yeah, 43 minutes for this shit. I'd rather you to leave. No, I don't want you, I don't even want you to I don't even want you to know where I'm at for real. Yeah, I get that. But oh. at the time when I was I had a doorman, it. like it was so very hard to get to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know quick, what I mean? Quick, good question. No, I don't want to just like glance over the shit you just said. Right? Like I struggle with black masculinity and black femininity. I don't think we really operate in the trueness, the true senses of either. I don't think women operate in their full femininity. I, I often don't think black men operate in their full masculinity. I think that because of that and because of the remnants of slavery and because of the kind of oppression that we kind of endure, I think those relationships, like you said, it's, it's, it's very difficult to deal with and it's hard and it hurts and all that type of shit. I think there's a level of interdependence that because we don't feel whole as human beings, one thousand percent. So one, the one of the books that changed my life was this book called "The Way of the Superior Man." Mm-hmm. Uh, I got that book. It's yeah, a great book. It's brother. a great book. So like during my whole process of like healing, I read that, and I think it, it it put for me in perspective where I was lacking, you know, and like where my the masculine energy and the feminine energy might have switched places in the relationship, or you know, and where why you know I, I was like searching for like this so much love and where I you know where I was supposed to be leading the relationship. And so um that helped me figure out, oh, okay, well well what one, why did that happen to me? You know, why why did I fall into that those those that 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 role or take on that um uh that form? And then one, then two, like how do I change that? And what mm. what do I want to do to change that? Mm-hmm. Um and so that that's kind of what my journey looked like as far as that. I, but I definitely read that book. I think women should read that book because especially with women, you can a lot of women, you know, as at where we live right now, we live in a in a in a society where, you know, we like to say everything is equal, you know, and like we live in like this like, you know, uh 50/50 world. Um right. and what what the difference is and, when, and and honestly, you know, whatever, that's the thing. But there is a certain difference between masculine energy and feminine energy. And most men are masculine energy, and most women are fem- feminine energy. You know, and those energies you are the same thing in the homosexual relationships and heterosexual relationships. Sure. And the heter- and the the feminine energy is attracted to the masculine energy, and you have to figure out how to um, how to navigate that. Because most women, especially black women that I that I've talked to that are single, are like just tired of being mamas. You know, they want a man to come in and lead the relationship. And a lot of times they used to fall into relationships where men are, you know, emphasized, you know, by for a lack for a lot of different reasons. And then, you know, they come in in a way that might be, you know, yeah, you you will come in a relationship. You're a man, this and this and that. Then when you start to get to the underbelly of the beast, it's like, oh, wait, you know, there's there's still a boy there. And so you know. I'm gonna challenge that though, and I'm gonna challenge it in the context of both of us operating out of our polarities, right? So if that woman is attracting a boy, then she's not realized herself either. Absolutely right. Which is why I say women should read it, because they're making a mistake by by attracting that attracting that boy in the very in the first place. So I, I agree with you. Like when you said, you know, she's looking for a X Y Z, and after dealing with. XYZ, she realizes this is not XYZ. Right. But what you're not doing is reflecting back and realizing who you are. Correct. Right. So when you attract that boy, it's because the universe needs you to see the girl in you. You've not elevated yourself either. 
Right. right. So in reality, you, the boy that you attract, is who you deserve in the moment. I would agree. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that we. I think I, I would I, agree with that. I tend to like your analogy. I not. I don't agree like wholeheartedly on on your idea of like these steps in relationships and the mirror thing. And I, we talk about it a lot. Um, but a lot of a lot of it, I do agree with. And I do agree with it in terms of this idea of you know taking the course that you're at right now, right? And then this idea of elevating or graduating to the next course and 100 and 200 and 300 and so on and so forth. Um, talking about breakups, right? And if these poisonous fruits or these poisonous limbs are causing these dysfunctions within our relationships, within our households, within our families, within our communities, and they're leading to these breakups, can we at least manage the breakups better, right? Like, if, if, if some of these breakups are inevitable, right, and we grow up believing a certain thing, and so we get into certain, we get into relationships based on certain ideologies and certain idealistic viewpoints, and then we get into it, it's like, ah, oh, fuck, that shit is not really happening that way, and so the relationship crashes and burns. Cool, no problem. Can we move forward in a mature way that is not altogether to our complete and total Detriment. So toxic. what? It's toxic. What the fuck is too far? I like, mean, what's too far after a breakup? You broke up. We loved each other. We invested. You invested your time, your energy, your money, your spirit, your love, your skills, your gifts. You invested all this shit, and it didn't work. Okay, cool. It didn't work. We're done now. What the fuck is too far, like, from that shit? Because we see a lot of patty shit, toxic shit go on. What the fuck is too far? Yeah, I mean, I think how I look at it, I think everyone should have their responsibility to do that healing. And what I mean by that is like, what did you learn from that relationship? And what are you going to take, take, you know, what are you going to take from that relationship to the next thing, you know, and for yourself? Cause like one thing I always say is like, you don't, we don't own or possess people. You know what I'm saying? We experience them. And so in that experience that you have, what, wh how are you, how have you changed, you know, for the positive? Cause it's always for the positive. Even if it was negative, even if you learn something good about bad about yourself right. it's like that you want to change for the next go around like you needed to know that you know i needed to know that like i had to go to the experience to what to elevate myself yeah right and so i and even like what two was saying before like we attract what what we put out you know like universally so like if we if you if you call somebody if you, somebody came into your life they were called for for a reason uh -huh. you know it can be biblical can be spiritual however you want to put it there but they were there for a reason and so what you were supposed to extrapolate from that relationship you were supposed to learn and ho hopefully you learned that and it made you a better person from it that's how I look at it. And I think a lot of time the whole pettiness come out mm. because people don't want to do that work because that takes a lot of introspective to do that. I think the pettiness comes out from the same crisis of creativity. It's the same reason you talk about being in polygamous relationships because mm -hmm. the entire conversation is based in the context of power and white male patriarchy. So when you leave me, you don't just leave me. You detach me from what I thought I had ownership in. Mm-hmm. We're, we're raised in a very capitalist country, so we don't do shit. Everything we do is a fucking negotiation. Yep. Right? This so when mine, you when I you snatch it. that back, I've lost the negotiation. And that never feels good. Yeah. Right? Because you, when you think of it from the standpoint of a negotiation, you can't think of it as I experienced you. You can only think of it as I owned you. Mm. Right. Come on, too. Now you, you understand what I'm saying? So that's why it gets petty. So even I've said a long time ago, E4 was like, we ain't got to ask, too, because we know what you're going to say. Right? But... It's real, right? How you talk again? <laughs> but with, <laughs> I'm married. I, I said that before. 
Like, but no matter what happens with me and my wife, that's my family. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be my family. And anybody that comes on after that gonna have to understand that that's my family. No. Now you can fold into this family, or you could not. But I this agree. is what the fuck it is. I agree. I agree. I mean, I I learned that from that you know the last relationship and through the loss. It's just like the whole experiencing people think. And now I go into every relationship and understanding that. Like, there's never any ownership. And that's even how I function my, my relationships moving forward. Like, yeah, it's, it's, we're only here to experience each other until we both say we don't want to do that no more. I think that words are powerful. And so I've even changed, like, my words. And I change my words on a lot of things. Just I think they're, I think they're powerful. And so I, I, whether it's even when, when it's work, right, and professional shit, I've checked myself often and saying, like, yo, I got to go do this, or I got to go fuck with the Bears, and then I got to go do the podcast, and I got to go do radio, I got to host this event. Like, I get to do these things. These are all things I wanted to do. These are all things that at some point I prayed to be able to do. What? I don't got to do that. I get to do that, and it changes my perspective on it. And I always check myself on it. But in relationships, I do the same thing, right? And so I've gotten away from that's my woman. You know what I'm saying? That's my girl. That's my woman. That's my partner, right? Like we're, we're We're partners. That, that I because when you say that's my woman, like you whether you mean it or that way or not, subconsciously it becomes this possessive thing. Agreed. Like she belongs to me. No, the fuck she don't. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what happens when you think something belongs to you? As soon as that something, even if it's a person and a human being with their own fucking mind, when they're doing something outside of what you want them to do, you feel offended. You feel personally attacked, even disrespected. And it's like, wait, what? I didn't do shit to you. I just right. I just went over here to hang out. But you're mine. No, the fuck I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm mine. I'm the universes. I am with you. Right? I'm with you. I do not belong to you. And I think that that kind of shifts the thinking on, on certain shit. It's like, no, nah, I don't I don't I don't want to possess you like that. I want to be with you. Right? And so long as you want to be with me, then we are we are in partnership. And this is great. If you so choose to be the fuck over there today or tomorrow or whatever the fuck, it's not mine. You know what I'm saying? Like that's and it had nothing to do with me. And it had nothing to do with me. It had everything it's to not, do with you. It's not my inadequacies. Yeah, you can be you can walk out the door and be like, "Ooh, who is dude or who is that woman?" Or and you can go pursue that however you have you see fit. It is not because Herb was inadequate, right? But a lot, yeah, it's, it's 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 wow. And so like you get to. These these situations like well who the fuck this shit breaks up who gets what right like when it when it when it goes left right when you've been when you've been down and it goes left who gets what and we can start with the 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 intangibles before we even get to the tangibles like the what the intangibles of who gets what who gets the motherfucking emotional capital who gets the motherfucking feelings. Did a motherfucker walk out that door and take your whole heart and soul and spirit with them? Or do you get to retain that? And who fucking decides that? Shit, you. <laughs> I mean, that's like, and how you want to deal with it. I mean, we're doing, like, when the podcast, when I talk about, it's like after the breakup, I always tell, just tell people, like, a breakup feels like a, you know, like somebody died, but nobody's bringing you flowers and shit. You know what I'm saying? So you like, yo, I'm over here hurting, and no one really gives a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, uh, but it, I mean, that's probably what's true. And, but at the same time, it's like I had to deal with that my, myself and figure out, okay, why am I hurting? What does that mean? 
you know what I'm saying? How do I fill up that hole that, that, that I assume that's there? Perspective you know? of a motherfucker, though, right? Yeah, Perspective totally. Perspective of a motherfucker. So if you look at it from a different vantage point, man, pain is your friend. 1,000%. Growth comes from pain. It just is what it is. Growth 100% comes from pain. That was the, the hardest year of my life, but also the most rewarding. Right. What kind of petty shit do people be on? Right, and and, and I, I want to get like personal perspectives or shit y'all heard or shit y'all been through. But just for example, you look at like Larsa Pippen, right? Scottie Pippen's ex, who was with Scottie, presumably around Michael Jordan's family, his Some, kids, one thousand percent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Marcus, Jeff, like, and then now you see like Larsa out. With Marcus, which is wild as hell to me. Marcus, another fellow Dolphin, you know, shout out to the Dolphin. I don't know Marcus that well. Like, I know Marcus a little bit. I don't know him that well. Is he the youngest one? He's the youngest one. Me and I, Jeff, I, I are know cool. him a little bit. Like, he, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know Marcus that well. Done some shit. Me and Jeff, I, me and Jeff are cool. Like that's my guy. But he's the youngest one, Marcus, and that's the one Larsa is fucking with. That's crazy as hell. That should be like auntie, right? Am it's I crazy. tweaking or that should be like auntie? One thousand should be auntie. Who, who's 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 it? I don't know what's the right word for this conversation. Who's at fault here? Is it Marcus? No, or is it Larsa? no, I think it's, it's she's at fault. She's at fault, in my opinion. I think she just hasn't evolved in a way to know that that's f- fucking ridiculous. If you were shorty, if you ten years, if you ten years old, Marcus, and Uncle Scotty's wife coming through here, cold in the muffler, like damn. I think both of them motherfuckers are suckers. She she justified it though by saying that um they weren't really friends, you know, and she was not around him while he was a child. Like you didn't know that didn't was your nigga nephew. Around. You didn't know that was your husband nephew. I don't care how many times. Oh, she said that Mike and Pip wasn't really yeah, friends. Yeah. They weren't, but still though. She said they weren't around. They weren't all involved. Like people, you know may have perceived it to be. Well, you saw this little nigga around. I don't care. Like, you was in the locker room. He was in the locker room. This nigga's five. You fucking 25. Like, I think dude is flawed too, though. But I, <laughs> but I also think this goes back to the totality of the conversation. Right? We keep operating outside of our paradigm and embracing the environment. That pussy for sale. It been for sale since she met Pip. It's right? literally for sale it's on for sale. Uh, OnlyFans. I'm sure. <laughs> wow. I, I didn't even have to know that. But that pussy, I know it's for sale. Right? So, again, and we justify a lot of the shit where we create the context of power in these kind of bullshit philosophies. I think a woman should be able to do what she want to do, support the OnlyFans, be free. This shit for sale. Can't have it both ways? You can't have it both ways. You negotiating pussy. I ain't mad at it, but let's be honest about what the fuck it is. You out, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> but wear it like, you, uh, like you're proud of it. Pay like you wait. Pay like you wait. I, again, I know motherfucking language. Fuck you. You a hoe, and I'm okay with that. Right? It's hoes in K-Town. They know they hoes. They work in the block. They selling pussy. Definition, ho. You the same way. You just on the internet. Period. This ain't no feminist empowerment shit. You sell pussy. They been selling pussy for eons. Use a ho. World's oldest profession. World's oldest profession. I ain't mad at that. Let's use the correct language. (laughs) It is what it is. I'm not mad at it, though. Like I just don't like the bullshit. We, We play with language too much, man. We justify too much bullshit. It leads to the fucking sickness of the environment for me. We call it, a squirrel is a squirrel, motherfucker. It's gonna look like a squirrel, the dog and the elephant. I'm not confused. That's what it is. Okay, so right. what's going we're on? here now, right? Cool. <laughs> but but also Marcus is fucked up too. He's fucked up too, and he's not selling pussy. 
But again, he's a hoe too. He's a part of the game for sure. He's a hoe too. And it's 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 the problem with most of these niggas. Most of these niggas is hoes. Right? And they're looking for validation through these circles of what creates value, what they deem is creating value. Right? So the, the chicks that emulate the other chicks, the black women that do this to get their booty pumped up and all that shit, it's a circular conversation. Because mm-hmm. they all are trying to purchase value. They're trying to fuck value because they, they don't have any internal value. So he's just as wrong as her, in my opinion. He knew that's Uncle Pit wife. Have some motherfucking yeah. honor, punk. I, yeah, I, I agree to a certain extent. I agree to a certain extent, too. He, he could have known. Yeah. I would, the but most like, I would go is 5149. All I was going to say is like, the somebody. The most I can give you, 5149. We always negotiate. She wrong. 51%. He wrong, 49. 49. Somebody do. was going to get the pussy. Somebody, so it was like, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, but it. it's a sick circle, though, bro. Like, Who even better than him. That's, you know, but. I, the, and I just, you know, she's the adult in the situation. older than him a little bit. And that nigga, 30-something years old. He's a fucking adult. Yeah, you right. He ain't a child. That's what, what I'm saying. saying. But here's my thing, though. You got to account for the psychological impact of it. And I don't mean at, at their current spec. If they met each other when she was however old she is and he however old he is. If they met each other today, no harm, no foul. I ain't got shit to say about it. But y'all met when he was thinking was five. And you was nailing his uncle, married to his uncle. Come on, son. Like, come on, G. Like, we done all been stressed before. Your uncle then brought someone behind, like, damn, oh, she fine as a motherfucker. Yeah, I know, never. <laughs> I got that kind of shit. You've been one of nail shorty since you was five. I so when I'm 30, if she going, I've been one to hit for I 25 family, years. I'm going to hit today. Family, Pimple best friends, off, off limits, G. Like, when you have a serious, you had a wife, a serious relationship, they, 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 they supposed to be like, none of my homies can be going trying to nail my, my, my ex work. I agree with that. That's how I look Shut at up. It. Hoes is for everybody, though. So maybe I'm wrong about all this. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong about all this. You know. Right? When it's for sale, it's for anybody who can purchase. I agree. So my personal philosophy has always been, and and on, like, if I'm in a relationship and one of the guys, if, 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 if you can hit my partner, I encourage you to do so. And just tell me. Like, n- nail, nut, call. Bruh. Shorty is not what you think. I just took her down. Damn, that's fucked up. I might feel shitty about it, but I need to know. Because if she go, if she nailing my partner, she nailing everybody else I don't know. So, like, what the fuck we doing? Like, tell me, Jack. Like, And we're speaking in a monogamous relationship, apparently. Right, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm beyond that. I know. I'm just saying, like, for this example. Yeah, for this okay, example, okay, I'm yeah. just saying, right? That's just always been right. my philosophy, even as I grew up in this, you know, monogamous construct. Nah, like, I always just kind of thought differently about it in general. Like, yeah, no, nah, I don't really find no problem with it. Like, if 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 she, if my partner is gonna fuck my friend, I think my friend should fuck, and then just tell me so I'm not out here looking crazy. Um, how long is the healing period, Jamel? It's as long as you go, as long as you want it to be, man. I think you know. I I always say this. So like, ain't no cap on it. No, it's no cap. So, so like your homies come around, like, hey, bro. You've been in this motherfucking room soaking for two, three months, nigga. Get your <laughs> ass outside. You know, well, that's depression. So you probably need some actual help. Hey, but, perspective of motherfucker, You man. know, so it, it really depends. Like, I, when people say, you know, get over somebody or get, get over it, like, I don't really know what that means. You know what I'm saying? Like, that uh, doesn't mean I'm supposed to forget about this person who I experienced who changed my life. That's never going to happen. 
you know and so like it is really about like how do i take that experience the experience i had in that relationship and the experience i had during that breakup and how does that's going to make me a better person to today Question, That's how fellas. I look at it. Question, fellas. If you was doing this shit right, wouldn't the relationship itself be the healing process? Come again. I mean, if you were doing that. it right, unpack yeah. that. Say, say more. If you was doing this thing right, wouldn't the relationship itself be the healing process? We heard you. Unpack it. So, again, right, you attract what you are. The universe gives you that for a purpose mm-hmm. to grow you. That's the healing process, right? So, when you've passed like any other class, when you graduated, you shouldn't be sad. Can't say that. I can't say. I you said can't. perspective is a motherfucker, Charlie. But I don't I know if you can. I don't want to say you can't be sad. I think you can be whatever you want to be. I didn't say you couldn't be nothing. I said perspective based. The healing should be right? done. Shouldn't the healing be the process of the relationship itself? I think that. Okay, so perhaps yes, right? The, the relationship healed you from one level to the next, but then the breakup itself is another. Process it's another graduation I itself. I think that perhaps, like, when you, you talk about getting over it, right, and getting to this space where, like, okay, this should have been the healing thing. Cool, but I think even just going through the process, you get used to certain things. You become accustomed to things, and I think that there is growth and discomfort, right? Like, you, you work out to grow. That shit is uncomfortable in the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Your muscles going to hurt. They're going to explode to re-fucking build. All that kind of shit, right? And so it's that discomfort that then allows you to grow. So you got, I think you got to go through the discomfort of it. Like, even as you start the process of moving on or growing, I think there's still a natural component of pain and discomfort. Again, right? I, I think the process of the relationship is where that's offered. Or maybe you're not healed then. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a, uh, uh, I don't think there's an end goal. I don't, th- I think it's a never-ending journey. You're always growing. You're always seeking. You're al- it's always a process, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think language is important. How we use it. And I keep saying perspective. I'm not saying this is what it is. I'm asking questions. Sure. Yes. Right. I'm saying, you take Spanish one. Mm-hmm. You got to take Spanish Buenos one. Buenos dias. Right. To get to Spanish two. Put this right. on your dark. Right. When you get out of Spanish one, you ain't got to get over Spanish one. Spanish one was extremely valuable for you. Mm-hmm. It led you to Spanish two. It ain't saying fuck Spanish one, but I'm done with Spanish one. Do y'all feel I like took in Spanish one. I don't speak Spanish, so this shit was grueling. <laughs> this shit was hard. I struggled through Spanish one, and I'm thankful I got to Spanish two. I can appreciate Spanish one. I ain't trying to get over it, man. Thank God for Spanish one, cause now I got a better chance of winning Spanish two. I mean, I think that's probably the the space that I'm probably in now. Where that I, I can probably see myself doing that and being in that type of space, but I think the, the that breakup I had to to graduate, you know, to 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 get to this space now, you know, like and I don't. There's so many people out there that aren't. Um, I don't want to say evolved, but I would just say like had the experience where they they're kind of under un- okay within their skin and of like what they're going to be offering to the relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I dig that. All right, so if if, if if there's no time limit on the healing period, and I, I and I agree with that, right? And I, I agree with something you said earlier too about you know you know having a relationship and like whether it's married or being divorced and just always being family. Like I've 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 grown through that as as a divorced man. Like I've I've gone grown through that to understand like, all right, so cool. 
at this point, I've I've come to the conclusion that me and my ex-wife are always going to be like family. You know what I'm saying? And I also have experienced that that can be awkward for future partners. You know what I'm saying? Like, that could be really fucking weird. Like, like y'all still cool? I'm going to talk you, to her? I'm going to ask She's so the fuck here right now? You even answered my question right there. Yeah. I was going to ask you, how do those those new partners come into the conversation? Do they come into the partner sa- conversation with a conversation of ownership? So I don't do ownership. And so I think that for, for me, and I'm going to ask you a question for sure, but I think for me, it's just I, I come into any partnership, right, with an understanding of you know, how I choose to love and my love style in terms of relationships. And if that doesn't work for you, I completely get it. I'm not like, oh, you fucking not understanding. Like, I get it. Maybe it's non-traditional for our Western society or whatever, so I get it. And if you choose not to be a part of it, cool. But if you do choose to be a part of it, this is kind of what it looks like. And this particular person is probably always going to be a part of my life in some way, shape, or form. Got another question. Can you make rules in an experience? Rules? Yeah. I would say yes. I would say yes. Because even if you look at it, if you uh, most folks are probably in monogamous relationship, which is a rule, and that's to say they, they still had an experience. You know, I say you have a deeper experience without with with like less rules. Yeah, I, I I would say I would say that you can you can create rules, but I think they have to be open for evolvement, like or evolving. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you have to have room for evolving because I think that people just tend to evolve, and so you get in a relationship at twenty years old, and it's like, oh, this is what it looks like. These are the parameters, and then by the time you're thirty fucking five, it's like. That don't make sense for shit the fuck we doing. But you're still trying to be beholden to these fucking rules. Like, nah, that's that's silly. Those rules have to be open to evolve through communication, through transparency, through understanding, um, sometimes through forgiveness. And that's just kind of what it looks like. But I think that... As you evolve, you know, and as your partnership evolves. So, yeah, like, we can have certain rules on Monday, and they can be completely different on Thursday. You... You know, so like that, that kind of just goes on everyone's particular journey. So maybe that was a limiting question, right? Can you have rules on other people when in an experience? Well, you, that's a false sense of ownership. You don't, no one, I mean, like, you can have expectations. I think we all might have some expectations, but rules, nah. You know, I I don't, I don't necessarily think so. I think I would kind of go the other way, bro. I think I would. I think I would flip those two. Like I, I don't dis- like I think I would just go the other way in terms of I think that you can have rules based on whatever communication we had from jump, right? This is this is this is this is these are the parameters that we've set from jump, right? This is what I'm going into, this is what I'm agreeing to be a part of. Expectations lead to disappointment in my opinion. Right, I think I this might be a more semantic thing because I, I, what you just perhaps. said is yeah, exactly yeah, how perhaps. I feel. Then right. I got yeah. another question. Yeah, in that situation or in that case, are you in a relationship with the experience or the rule? That's what I'm saying. So I, I don't I, like again. I think I think when Jamel say we're talking about semantics, I think we when you when you get bogged down on what we understand a rule to be, it's black and white. It's steadfast. It's clear cut. It's non-negotiable. You know what I'm saying? I think that right. when you talk about relationship. 
it's not so black and white. It's not so clear cut. It is negotiable. It is ongoing. It is ever evolving. And I think that we don't necessarily make room for that in our current construct of relationships. And I think that, as much as anything, leads to the demise of, of so many relationships. You talk about 50% divorce rate or 75% infidelity rate and all this other shit. Like, it's like, it needs, there needs to be space for. Garth said, rule evolution. number one, don't peg me. <laughs> rule number one, don't peg me. Peggy Bundy in the building. I love that, God. It's, oh, my God. So I, I think the vast majority <laughs> of Americans are in relationships with rules, not people. Oh, 1,000 percent. Oh, 1, you know, you know, I mean? you know monog- yeah, God, I mean, that's gold. I'm not going to talking about that's monogamy gold. is a whole nother a whole nother <laughs> pod. But uh, yes, I would agree with that. A lot of people are in relationship with rules. And then with that, they have these false expectations that their partners are stagnant people who they first met and they, they the partner doesn't evolve or doesn't have the ability to, to change their mind or think differently. And then that's what you leads into, you know, I don't think this is minimized things. to monogamous relationships either. And I think even how you just said evolution, right? I think we only see evolution through the lens of white male patriarchy, right? The Dalai Lama's an evolved motherfucker, but he po. Right? How many women you know that's gonna be like, I fuck with the Dalai Lama? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, I like let's keep it a bean, right? Like Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, they poor niggas. They was poor niggas. Yeah, but I, I right? think so. This is where we just come in. I'm very much so a capitalist, so. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm clear. Yeah. Right. But again, I, uh, that's what I mean. When I don't want to tear down the system at all. Of creativity. <laughs> yeah. I, right. I, I, I do want to burn this shit down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I do think that overall it is to our detriment. And I think that if you if you want to play the game. Right. So if you talk about relationships, you want to play that game, then cool. So you talk about Dalai Lama or whomever. Right. I think that if you a dude who chooses to play that game, that's like, hey. The woman got to look like this, like that, like this. And she like, okay, cool. Then they got to have this, have this, have that. Cool. Y'all can play that game to the best of y'all ability. I was never mad at Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels was on fucking point. I didn't hear the man tell a single lie for the game that y'all want to play. If that's the stupid-ass game you want to play, here are the fucking rules. You got to be fucking fine. You got to be fucking paid. That's the that's it. And if you want to come over here and like, yo, I want the nigga that make this much, sure you're not cute enough for that. You want to come over here? I need a woman like this. Dog, you don't make enough for that. Like, it's, it just is what it is. If you want to play that game, cool. Play that fucking game. I don't want to play that fucking game, right? I am attracted to certain energies, to certain spirits. I had recently, I had a partner like, yo, how the fuck do you like me and like this person? We don't look shit alike. Like, that's not, I'm not a, that's not my attraction point. Not my main attraction point. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, there, there, there's an energy thing that I'm more connected to than, oh, you tall, she short, or you think she thin, or you light, she dark. Like, that don't really, you can't look through my history of relationships and be like, they all look alike. But I know niggas who you can do that to. I got niggas who, like, you go through their history and like, yeah, he like thick red bones from 5 to 50. <laughs> that's who he like. That's, that's been his history ever since I've known this nigga. You know what I'm saying? That's not me. I'm more of an of an energy person. But I think that it's 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 communication, it's understanding, it's evolving, and you make time and you make space for it. What are um the obstacles? What's some some of the obstacles y'all experience? That's just like 
one obstacle I've experienced as I've, you know, evolved into this next experience of, of, of my love journey. What's some obstacles y'all have maybe experienced? And I know two of this ain't necessarily your experience right now, but what's what's what ex- obstacles have you experienced, Jamel, after breakups in terms of the next one or the next relationship? You know, I think uh, a lot of that is come comes back to kind of what you were saying as, as well as like what are your perspective, right? And so if if I'm at a space where like like when I said before, um, it's I don't know if this thing about getting over it's like. Yeah, this is somebody. Or this was a uh, an experience that I had that meant that changed my life in this way, and this is how I feel about it. And being open and uh, about that, and how that might be a, a rub a a, ne- a next partner differently. You know, like um, I think so many times we live, we we get in these places where, like you know, you go into a relationship and it's like tear down. You know, uh, the pictures off the wall. I don't want to see her on your Instagram. And foolishness. I don't, uh, you know, like. Foolishness. Da 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 da. And I, you know, In like. my th- opinion, that's That type of stuff, I, you know, I can't really subscribe to. No. Um, so, you know, it, you know, it's things like that. And that's just, you know, where I am with it. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not scrubbing my social media. Oh, no. I'm sure if I go back through my Instagram, I'll go back a couple years and you'll see all kinds of pictures of my ex-wife on there. Like, I'm going to go through that and take them off. For fucking what? What am I trying to prove? Who am I erasing this for? Me? I'm trying to erase out my own memory, or I'm trying to do this for you? Because right. I lived through all those experiences. I was there for every single one of those pictures and days and experiences, and they all ingrained in my memory. Like, I'm not getting. I'm not doing that shit. Like, fuck no. That's crazy to me. But I see people do it all the time. It's like, all right. Cool. I see people do it all the time, and it's it's it I, it it like it's shocking almost because it's like. You you was with this person. It's a part of your story. It's a part of it's a part of your story as well. I don't. So why take why why like I'm 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 gonna delete a chapter of my own story. Right. It's my fucking story. I think it's strange. And I'm 36 years old. This particular chapter was 15 year chapter. I'm gonna take that out. And I got 21 years left in my fucking life. And I'm like, well, what? Go go file go apply for a job with 21 years of work history missing. I mean, 15 years of work history. Like, what the fuck was you doing for the last? Right. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't That's believe a good way in like. To perspective. I don't good believe in like it. like like name tattoos, nothing like that. But me and my ex had a a, a tattoo that we shared, right? I'm like, you gonna get that covered up or no? Why would I do that? Like, it's not to hold on. It's not to hold on their relationship. This is this is a part of my fucking journey. This is a part of my fucking story. All of this shit is a part of who the fuck I am. I've done a lot of shit that didn't go my way in my fucking life. I don't want to see another nigga name on my name. I don't have nobody's <laughs> name. <laughs> I don't have nobody's name. Nobody has my Well, you nail and you see Leon across her back. <laughs> I won't you say, gonna let that ride. <laughs> I won't, every now got to look at Leon. Every time, every I won't say <laughs> nobody has my name, but this person doesn't have my name. Um, Somebody had my name. They got it covered up, and I understood why they had to. It was in a very compromising space. They It, it had to go. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you had Leon on your pinky toe. Your pinky toe got to go. <laughs> You're here like prime now. <laughs> <laughs> Shot me in the pinky toe. Shot me in the pinky toe. No, I mean, I just, I just think, I think, that, I think there are obstacles that, that that must be overcome. But I think you can do it through understanding. I think you can do it through communication. I think you can do it through transparency. And then, again, ultimately, I think you each individual has to decide for themselves what they own, where they are in life. 
what they're looking for. Am I getting this from this relationship? Does, does this relationship fulfill me or does it not? And if it does, can I be here? And if it's not, then I'm gone. I don't really care all the other shit that's around it or not around it. And I'm 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 learning, right? Ever evolving, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm still fucking learning this shit. Like it's still a process to 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 grow through it and be considerate and thoughtful of your partner's feelings and all that shit. But it's like I'm trying to grow through this best as I can and be transparent and be communicative and honest as I fucking grow. I had a my partner was coming over to to see me. At some point in between then, Mike's was like, yo, I'm around the corner. Can I just pull up for a minute? Sure you can pull up for a minute. Pull up. Yeah, Not I see a how that became an argument. <laughs> it, see how that one came And then my argument. partner get there, and it's like, she's just there. And it's like, well, what the fuck? I was like, I don't, nothing to fuck. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, That's um, kind of. That's a boundaries conversation. Yeah, yeah. What's the what what boundary was crossed? I don't know. You will have to ask your partner that. Okay. You know, uh, but it could be a boundaries conversation. It could be. Just awkward. You want to be on the show? Boundaries for who? For her. Right. Yeah. My relationship with the rules or the experience. Because that's her rule, not mine. Or it could her be her. It's, it's her experience, too. Surely, which she is in control of. Right, which but is not, a, but not she is not in control of mine. Correct. She has a choice, basically. Yeah, she, yeah, can have she a fucking does, and she can make a request. She surely could, and then that he can choose to to accept it or not, or we could just be, just be. Right. It's fine. Which is the purity. And you just, and so let's just bring out. all our niggas and all. Were you? That sounds ridiculous. No, 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 Like if you you, it can't just be if someone has a. Were you disrespected here? Like, were you disrespected here? It does. It's it's about it's about the comfort. It doesn't have to be about the disrespect. Okay, so or why disrespect. are you uncomfortable? It, be, because I can't answer that. But if 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 they were, they were uncomfortable because I I don't know. I want to come over my partner's house and not see his fucking ex girlfriend. How about that? Why? Because I I wasn't prepared for that. I was prepared to have a, a nice intimate night with my partner and not walk in and another bitch is there. And I, we that shall. makes sense to me. And I'm like, well, the universe do monkey wrench shit. <laughs> Here's the you experience. know what I'm saying? Like that makes that. That's not crazy to ask for. You know, and now if that if something was gonna change, you could have hit me up and told me, or it's like, hey, when she coming over here, can I let know? Or like when I'm coming up, can I can it just be me and you? That's a request to ask based off her experience that somebody can choose to accommodate or not. And then if they don't, maybe they decide like, hey, like actually I don't know if this is experience I wanna have with this person anymore. That these are all logical things that can go come from it. Partner, come sit on the couch. I'm just I'm <laughs> I got something to say. God damn it, I got something to say. I'm saying it without no mic, god damn it. I got something to say. I kid, I kid, I kid. Um, we can't get the fuck out of here, man. Efo said we gotta go. So um <laughs> This is that fun. was awkward as shit. We gotta slap. <laughs> um This has been fun, fellas. Yeah. Jamel, thank you so much for following through, man. Please let the people know where they can keep up with you. Where yo, can find yo, the podcast, find me. Can follow your yo. social medias, all that shit. I am Jamel F on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, find my podcast, IDK with Jamel F, on every place you have your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. I am Jamel F. Follow his OnlyFans page. You can see him getting <laughs> his nails painted with his shoes off. Um, no, I'm just, uh, 
Appreciate you for coming through, my brother. I nah. know you got a lot of things Thanks going so on. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. This was fun. Fall through again sometime, anytime you feel, man. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. That is Jamel F. Following through for this Relationship Friday edition of Herb and Tool. Huge shout out to the best producer in the podcast game. We like to call her E4O. She prefers to be called Peggy, Peggy Bundy. Bundy. The Pegster. The Pegster. That is a lie. JPEG. <laughs> JPEG Bundy. <laughs> Father Pegler. If you want to know why she prefers to be called Peggy Bundy, you need to go no further than the dopest editor in the podcast game. His name is P.I. <laughs> and, of course, behind the oh, camera doing all of the hard work alongside the, the dark-skinned twin. twin. The it is the light-skinned twin. <laughs> it is Jamal Jackson and Ron Rilla. <laughs> we got a slap. We back here next week for two. My name is Herb. Y'all be good to each other. Peace. Assalamu alaikum.